Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 189 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Fucking terrible. Everything's on fire. Everything that's not on fire is going to be burning from smoke. Every time I blink, I just knock off another thick layer of ash and hopelessness. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for the fires, man. We, We were fine. We were doing just great until yesterday afternoon. And then all of a sudden, California just gave us all of its fires. Yeah, that's right. We're exporting. We're an export state. I mean, that that genuinely sucks. But you do often tell me that it's raining up there. Yes. And and so I don't know what you're doing having fires. <laughs> right. The one yeah. time it's not raining. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like living uh, right in front of, I don't know, Mount Doom. I got a real Mordor vibe going on. The sunlight is just this faint orange. And every time you try to do something like breathe or speak, it's just same, same here. I've got a flaming eye above my tool shed. <laughs> I've got I've got a flaming eye in the end of my tool. <laughs> what? 
Perhaps I should have that Maybe checked out. Maybe you should have that checked, yeah. Yeah, they, mm, now that you mention it. There's doctors for that. I don't think it's supposed to be like that. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be like that either. <laughs> oh, God. But Steve, you know I had a terrible... On, you know what else is on fire, no. Gord? What's on fire? The Bone Comedy of Horrors Film oh, Fest. That's a good thing. That's, that's a right. thing that doesn't suck. That's right. Two nights of awesome comedy horror shorts. We've got all the files... They've been uploaded to eventive.org. Tickets are on sale now for a mere forty dollars. Well, you're getting like ten hours of entertainment, so it's like four bucks an hour, man. Did you did you just do that in your head? I did it in my head. Damn. Lester Team Rob might have emailed it to me though in advance just to line me out because he's smarter than I am. Okay. But the Pine Box Boys, I understand, they just filmed their sets for the festival. Wow. Zorin from. Low Carb Comedy is shooting a little something for us as we speak. That is great. With Mike Rousselet from Five Second Films. What? Hey, we've been in a five second film. No, we haven't. Oh, oh we yeah. are. At San Diego Comic Con. That's right. Yeah. We waved. Mm-hmm. We were that blur don't, in the middle. Don't blink. You'll miss us. Don't look for us. You still won't see us. <laughs> So anyway, this is super fucking exciting. You want to get your tickets now at bonebat.eventive.org. It's going to be a great time. And it's still quarantine. What else are you going to do? Yeah, no shit. You sit at home and eat some tacos and watch some amazing stuff. That's right. And what else is hot, Gord? Brand new music from Thomas Andrew Doyle. That's what. Tat That's himself. Hot. He's got some more of his awesome soundtrack music. From the newly released Gift of Suffering album. And in addition to that, I picked up his last compilation from Tad called Quick and Dirty. So we're going to be playing some jams from both of those cuts. Plus, we might even sneak some Brothers of the Sonic Cloth in. You don't even know. I don't know. That's how on fire this episode is. Wow. It's a mystery to me, even. So you, even you've got to be in a good mood now. Yeah, that's pushing things a bit. Is it? I'm a lot closer to being in a good mood, though, than when we started this madness. Really? What happened? I'm still trying to figure that out. I I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I, I awoke to discover that I was already in an argument. <laughs> That's not a good feeling. <laughs> no, I was, I'm was. i still not exactly sure, but I, I woke up. Apparently what had happened was my lovely wife had asked me a question, not realizing I was asleep, and because the room was dark... Uh, she didn't get those visual cues, like my eyes closed, <laughs> body not moving under the covers. But I was still kind of awake enough, I guess, that I replied. And it was just some benign question about windows or something. And my tone apparently was not a good one. And I didn't really well, it's fully... It's hard to say, shut it, whore, <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, not unless you really work on it ahead of time. <laughs> all right you're a terrible human probably yeah so no no i just i just awoke to the part of the argument where you're already so far in that it doesn't matter what you say it just makes things worse (laughs) it was it was a very confusing discombobulating situation until i'd finally sufficiently explained myself that when we began I was still asleep, and and then all was forgiven, and it was all kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey. But goddamn, it's like waking up, falling off a cliff. Just like, wait, what? what? I don't know. Talk Where about is the zero ground? To sixty. I mean, yeah, not sixty nine either. 
Not today, <laughs> not, anyway. Not, certainly not tonight. <laughs> Damn. Oh, God. Bump, bump. Is this live? This thing's live. This thing, yeah. All right. Let's, let's do a podcast, Steve. All right. Uh, well, we're already well into it, so uh, why don't we do what we always do about this time? Gord, what pisses you off, man? You mean besides the new Facebook? <laughs> God, what a it's hot like a, mess. Jesus Christ. It's bad enough it looks like a Fisher-Price toy with great big round knobby pieces to grab onto and large switches to throw. It's, it's got everything except that it's little thing you should slide say that back though, and because forth. My <laughs> friends and I all look increasingly like weebles all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Fisher-Price toy look is wholly appropriate. Yeah, except we weeble, we wobble, and then we actually fall down. And, you know, you could break a hip. That shit's serious. <laughs> yeah, especially like the way uh, it keeps changing the rules for how your your stuff is going to look when you post it, like, day to day. Yeah. Like, you think, oh, okay, this is the way I'm going to make it look with all the links and it all works. And the next day, yeah, it's a totally different set of rules. Right. Yeah. Facebook. It's like somebody said, hey, are Steve and Gord going to start posting a film trailer every single day with like five tags in it. Cause right now would be a totally great time to fuck with their shit. <laughs> they are. Well, fuck those guys. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Push it out, boys. This will never work. Perfect. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. It's just the worst. I have to use like three different devices to post the trailer of the day every day. It's brutal. Yeah, it's it's hell. It's hell on pixels. <laughs> Speaking of things I don't understand, this has pissed me off for a while, and I just sort of have always been mulling it over in the back of my head because I'm old and I don't get it, and it started happening after my time. But gender reveal parties? What Did you ever feel the need? I mean, maybe you had a baby shower, your wife had a baby shower. Did you ever feel the need to have some big hoot nanny to tell all your friends whether or not your offspring was going to have a vagina i never had that hoot nanny would be overselling it it went kind of like this hey gord guess what huh. having a boy cool <laughs> that was it nothing on fire <laughs> at no, all no no yeah and, and and on fire because a latest gender reveal party fuck up out here in california we're using the f word a lot this episode <laughs> because it's out here. 2020 <laughs> it's okay that's, that's legit i got a feeling that's why yeah this year can kind of eat shit yeah we got ten thousand plus acres on fire right now because some jackass decided to have a gender reveal party involving fireworks in a dried out forest so question what gender is bright red I don't. <laughs> I don't know. How does fire go into it, or did like they they knock over the cake or something with the candles? I. How did it go sideways? It's as stupid as you'd think. Set up in the grass in the trees is this target, and inside the target is a smoke bomb, not like a Fourth of July kind of thing, but like the military grade smoke dispensing device which is just nothing but fire and paint. So, and, and the off-duty Border Patrol officer who put this whole thing together shot the target, causing the smoke bomb to explode. 
sending fire into the dried out vegetation and smoke of a color I don't even remember if it was pink or blue that was supposed to make you go oh hooray for this guy's child's genitalia flee yeah you can he videoed the, the whole thing I guess so question uh-huh. Uh, it was brought to my attention recently. I didn't know this, but a friend of mine got into a car accident where he hit a pole. And afterwards, he got like a bill from the state for the pole. What is it huh. ca- What kind of a bill do you get for burning 10,000 acres? I hope it's a lot. I think that uh, I think they do like send you a bill nowadays, but it's got to be like in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And there's no way you can pay it. So you ignore it or go to jail and work it off. There's no debtor's prison. Peeling, peeling spuds. <laughs> so There's you go, no okay. debtor's prison. Tell that to Victoria's Secret. Anyway. <laughs> I got more rhymes than Victoria's got secrets. Anyway. Anyway, that's what pisses me off. Are you, What pisses you off, Steve? Hey, guess what I found out this morning? You're pregnant. Yes, and it's a boy. It's a boy. Flee. <laughs> crackle, crackle. You know, that's probably not even funny. You're right. Let's not do that. Let me just take it down a notch. Nah, you know, it's bullshit. As if this year wasn't bad enough, I found out this morning that fucking Venture Brothers has been canceled. What the crap? Yeah, no, that's not acceptable. Why? I don't know. Because it ran out of ideas? I don't know. Probably for the same reason that Adult Swim canceled Metalocalypse. Well, that I, came to a conclusion. That story had its arc. No, it ended, and <laughs> then he had to make a movie, like, on his own dime to finish the story. Okay, that's fair. So so he had to, like, like push to get it to the finish line. And I just, I don't get it. This is animation. There's got to be another place to put good stuff, like Venture Brothers. There, there must be. It doesn't You'd just think. have to be Adult Swim. Right? Well, Adult Swim, you know, they had to save up for their next episode of Squidbillies or whatever this shit. I love how they have stuff that nobody watches for 15 minutes at a time at midnight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, let's cancel Venture Brothers. Right, killing something that's me. actually good. Fucking killing me. Bastards. So, if you have a TV network, holler at Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. Yeah, they'd like to talk to you. Speaking of which, we're going to have some awesome animation at the Boneback Comedy of Horrors online film festival this year. Yes, yes, we will. All right, should we listen to a tune? We should absolutely listen to a tune. All right, this is a brand new cut from Thomas Andrew Doyle from his latest release, which is called The Gift of Suffering. It's called Tristicia. Whoa.
We are back, and uh, once again, that was Tristicia, the brand new cut from The Gift of Suffering, a new release from Thomas Andrew Doyle. Joining us on the show right now, Tad himself. How you doing, man? Greetings and salutations, humans. It is I'm so, doing well. It's so great How to have you? you back, man. You know, I like I was just saying, I, I don't have the plague and I'm not on fire, so I, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm here and, uh, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I guess I will get used to pumpkin spice in the air soon. So, you know, (laughs) just in time for Halloween, I guess it all works out. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't taste as good as it looks. (laughs) That certainly doesn't, does it? Right. (laughs) It's just like kind of barbecue. It's like if the sky was made out of Laphroaig. Right. <laughs> Burning forest animal and trees. Yeah, I, I don't know if you like the peaty scotches, but uh, that's what we're breathing. Yeah, no kidding. I like <laughs> I like smoked meats, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. So, dude, what has life been like for you under quarantine? We haven't talked in a while, and a lot has changed. Well, you know, I'm sure it's pretty similar to what uh, everybody else is going through. My wife is an emergency first responder with a utility. Is she? I didn't know that. Yeah, in the Seattle area. Yeah, and she's been working the whole time. And uh, so being an emergency first responder, she can't not go to places where they need her. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I am so proud of her. And, you know, she's my hero in the house. So, I mean, that's that's been different. But, uh, you know, when COVID hit hard, it's been uh, she was home a lot more instead of being out in the field. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to have her here. And it was a weird scene, man. I, I remember going out and uh, I get up pretty early in the morning, going out and uh, breathing some air and looking and noticing that I could hear birds forever. And uh, there was no cars making a bunch of freeway noise i live about a mile or so from the freeway and i couldn't hear that and that was really unsettling and then i remember watching some type of news feed where they were talking about how the planet is healing from people not driving their cars yeah i saw that like the pollution was down everywhere and yeah absolutely so you know the silver lining is is there's going to be people who die and uh but, you know, maybe it's a time for that to happen, you know, mm-hmm. as Joe Coleman, an artist from New York, says, it's not a time to breed. It's a time to die. <laughs> wow. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he's he's pretty, pretty uh, interesting fellow. I love him. Great artist. So speaking of art, uh, you've got a brand new release that is hitting very soon called The Gift of Suffering. Again, it's another at least the first tune I heard is uh, very much in that same sort of soundtrack vein as the last couple of releases. Tell us a little bit about this one. Well, this one is somewhat of a conceptual record of uh, human existence and experience. Okay. And uh, from birth to death, if you will. It, It is a progression, so if you listen to them in order, it's kind of like, you know, we're born with no way to take care of ourselves as humans, and then we're reliant on somebody to help us out. 
a mother or a guardian of some sort. And uh, through our experiences, we may feel like we've been shorted or didn't get what we thought we would out of life. So we start to do things to manifest things that we perceived as a shortage or a deficit. And uh, so that's the, the first four songs are kind of in the vein of that. And, you know, Guia is the it's Latin for uh, gluttony and fornicatio. You can probably guess what that is. <laughs> I think I can. Yeah. And it's, it's the just, bone you know, show. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, uh, you know, progresses and uh, and then then it comes to a place where you know a person such as myself realizes that all the things that i thought were important in life are, are not and uh i've made choices in life that i can't change not that i would want to but you know it's kind of an existential experience you know um mm-hmm. and realizing that everybody is tortured and suffers mm-hmm. you know in their own way uh, and uh, none greater than any other. So it's kind of about that. So is this, was this sort of inspired by what we've been going through as a world community over the last six months? I, I would say no. but okay. it, You had the idea before COVID and all that stuff happened. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because, you know, I, I turned 50 a few years back. And, you know, one of the things that was very evident is that I, I am mortal. And I, I, I'm not going to be here forever, um, as opposed to when I was four years old and I was I climbed up on a fence around the house and said to myself, "Wow, I'm going to be here for a while," you know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now that I'm older, I realize the mortality of being, and uh, you know, it's kind of like a exploration in, you know, realizing these things and so on. Fantastic. So uh, you released uh, on Bandcamp Friday the first tune, which we just heard. Uh, when will the rest of the album be out for our listeners to check out? Well, good question. That's going to be available at midnight tonight. And uh, What? Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, I'll be sending it to you uh, as soon as I get off the phone. All right. I, I uh, want you to have a coffee. Coffee. And a coffee. <laughs> I'll have and, that <laughs> Along with my chicken fornicaccio. Right, there you go. I hear those go well together. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of sauce and you're good. Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what's about that. All right. Well, on, on Bandcamp Friday, actually, I stumbled across another recent release that somehow had uh, flown under my radar, the Tad Quick and Dirty compilation. Uh, that's yeah. a lot of fun, man. That's a cool release. That is. It was fun to put together. Um, I got a call from uh, Jack and Dino saying that he had in his possession a couple, three, 16-track tapes that were being held at uh, Conrad Uno's place in uh, Wallingford or or, uh, U District. And he said, do you want them? And I said, well, yes, I want them. <laughs> of course. I definitely want them. Sure. And he says, okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll transfer them to digital for you, and they'll send you over, and then you can come get the tapes. And I'm like, hmm, this seems like a great opportunity to see if there's anything worthy of releasing. And mm-hmm. it turned out that it was a live recording from The Crocodile in, uh, God, I don't know what year it is, 
whatever it says on there. Mm-hmm. So that's the dirty side. Yes. Okay. And then there is some studio recordings that were never released before. So. And they they sound like they're from different periods. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. There's some that we recorded, uh, and it, most of it is in the later stage of the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a couple different sessions at different studios around town. And it was uh, it was a really fun to put together. And uh, I really love the energy of the live side, and it kind of gives people who have never seen the band a taste of what we were like then. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> How early was that? Because you, you say that Behemoth, this is a new song, right before you play it. Had, had Was that like the first time you played it live, or did you play it a couple of times? Or or uh, where was that sort of in the time cycle? No, I think I was being a smartass, mm. if I remember correctly. Which, All right, so the, this was long, long. Have, you've been playing that for years. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think the recording was from 95 or 96, somewhere in there if you go to the band camp it'll tell you what year it was it's a fun release and uh, i would absolutely suggest our listeners pick it up and check it out and especially if you can get it on a band camp friday all the money goes to the artists that's always a great time to pick stuff up from uh, your favorite musicians yeah and i do believe there's a vinyl um version of that as well there, there wasn't very many made we did that so it's like a record, record store, store day. day yeah okay we released that on my label, Incineration Ceremony Recordings, and music video distributors handled the <laughs> nice. manufacturing. And uh, my friend Jeff Kahn did the layout and artwork for it. So Very cool. So in addition to Incineration Ceremony, uh, what's going on right now with Witch Ape Studios, where uh, you have recorded a number, a number of bands recently? Uh, most notable maybe to Bone Bat fans, you were the producer of our friend Sorsha on their debut album, which is absolutely kick-ass. We love those guys. We featured them on the show, too. And uh, your work there was just awesome. Oh, I love those guys, too. Um, very fun to work with. And as a matter of fact, they're coming in to do a 18-minute song or something like that. What? That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, pretty prolific. Uh, and, and definitely, you know, it's going to challenge people's attention span. So I'm really into it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I can't wait. I'm going to have yep, to hit just... Jessica up for info on that because I was not aware. Yes, Absolutely. Um, I finished a record with uh, John Hom, who used to be in. Uh, God damn, I can't think. It's been a long day. I've been up since two thirty a.m. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> Pick a, an but, interview uh, day with no sleep. That's uh, my bad. Well, yeah, that's how it goes, you know. <laughs> the new John Hom record. Um, it's really good. He uh, played everything himself and. We spent quite a bit of time doing it, and uh, the results are really good. Check it out. Uh, it's cast in the shape of 1878, I think is it called. I'm not sure. Oh, nice. Wish I had it with me right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, finished uh, mixing a band called Shame from Italy. They came out with a record called 1111. And uh, recently I did... Uh, some label mates who uh, I wasn't on the label when they were so pitted. We're just uh, finished tracking their next one. And man, it's, it's been fun to work with all these people. It's been really cool. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm lucky man. <laughs> so is there going to be any new music from Pegadeth anytime soon? Well, you know, I don't know. That's something that uh, she's been talking about, but uh, she's so busy with her career that it's sure, kind of hard sure. to uh, to set aside time for it. And, you know, uh, like myself, I took off a couple of years from music completely mm-hmm. and came back to it. And uh, maybe she's doing the same thing. Who knows? Well, let her know that we asked. Yeah, absolutely. I will. And she'll love to hear that. So I've got a question for you, just an odd topic that uh, I always wonder about. How many guitars is too many guitars, Tad? Too many guitars is more than you can play at one time. (laughs) Really? Okay. Yeah, I just picked up another guitar, and I I keep, like, getting, like, new flavors of stuff. And I'm just wondering, I definitely have more than I need, and I probably should get rid of a few. But, uh, God damn, I like guitars. Yeah, well, you know, I do too. Um, I've got, I've got quite a few, so I'm guilty as charged. But uh, I would say, um, you know, it, as long as you're going to do something with them and they're earmarked for somebody in the event of a death, you know, why not? That's a good idea. Maybe I should start earmarking them just to make sure that uh, they'll go to a good home. Huh? Right. <laughs> good thought, man. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us here on the Bone Bad Show. Uh, of course, I've got one last question for you that we always ask. Tad, what pisses you off, man? Oh, man. Uh, well, the obvious, you know, the jackass that's in the office, the White House right now. Um, that guy pisses me off. Um, I try not to waste any energy on that, though, anymore on negative energy on things I don't like. I try to align my attraction towards what I want, what I like. I mean, my younger days, I would probably be pissed off at a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, those days are over, you know, it's, <laughs> life is too short and I like my temper to be, uh, you know, composed. Good man. Good man. All right. Well, uh, where can our listeners find your work? Well, if you go to taddoyle.com, there's uh, a merch link and also a blurb about incineration ceremony recordings, which is my record label. Um, it's digital only on Bandcamp. It was originally the idea was going to be a cassette only label, but I just went digital because I'm basically uh, don't want to get into shipping things. So <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> So there you go. Taddoyle.com is the place to go. All right. And reach out and say hi. Fantastic. So uh, what are we going to listen to next? How about Gula, the first track? Sure. That's the shorty. It's basically uh, derived from the Latin word for glutton. And uh, it's just kind of a good opener, I feel, for setting the stage for what is this concept of a record, uh, the gift of suffering. And you know... The gift of suffering is actually death, so moving on to a different realm, in my mind. All right. Well, here you go, folks. This is Gula.
This is Thomas Andrew Doyle. You're listening to The Bone Bat Show. And we're back once again. Thank you to Thomas Andrew Doyle for joining us on the show and spending a few minutes talking about his brand new music. Uh, once again, you can get his stuff at taddoyle.com. Cool. All right, man. So uh, do you have any Gord's Weird stuff this week? You know, I do. It's not necessarily a news story. It's just more plucked from uh, the experiences of my friends in Colorado because I discovered that this week on Sunday, 98 degrees Fahrenheit for you people in Europe listening to this program, that's uh, 65 hectares. (laughs) (laughs) And on on (laughs) Sunday, On Tuesday, today, 28 degrees. That's below freezing. It's snowing. Colorado is literally on fire and snowing at the same time. I don't understand what in the world is going on. I am completely flummoxed by the reality that we're living in right now. It makes no sense. Yes, that's my weird stuff. I don't understand the weather. Wow. It's that's... fire snow. Or is it snow fire? It makes no sense either way, except it's happening. And George R. R. Martin doesn't even live in Colorado. What? I didn't even think of that. It is, it is the sun. Yeah. Huh. But unlike his next book, the shit is actually real. Flaming winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the extent of my weird stuff. It's just weird. That was weird and short. Yeah, like me. <laughs> Why don't we listen to a tune? <laughs> what do you want to listen to, Gord? Oh, man, can we listen to Mummified Cop? Because that is a great sounding song. It's like old clutch meets big black. Well, absolutely. How can I say no to that? Yeah, you can't. Make it happen. Never seen Being chased by no one 
Nobody at all. Nobody at all. Once again, that was Mummified Cop by Tad from 2018's Quick and Dirty compilation. You can pick that up again at taddoyle.com. And you should do that. Go pick it up. Absolutely. We'll wait. Go ahead. So, uh, what's going on by way of multimedia triage this week, Gord? Steve, The Boys Season 2. If there is a single bright spot in this year, it is The Boys Season 2. Three episodes in. It is so great. It is so on point. The tone is so good. The black humor is so very, very dark. It is fan-frickin-tastic. I hope they're able to keep this momentum throughout the year. I mean, have you watched it yet? I have not, and I'll tell All you right. why in I, a minute. But okay. you know, I've really been wanting to sort of spring and get the graphic novels and actually read it. Because it's so good, and I've always dug Garth Ennis's work. Just haven't had a chance to get around to doing that, but wow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Love the first season. All right, so you remember, I'm not giving anything away, Major. Remember at the end of season one, or near the end of season one, there's that one character, it's essentially the invisible man, yet he's also bulletproof, so they shove some explosives up his bunghole and kill him that way? Yes, they do. Okay, so they have a funeral for him in season two. And at the service, there's this glass casket, and <laughs> it's empty, obviously, at his funeral. I mean, it's just, he's supposed to be in there, but he's invisible, right? right. And there's all the, the pictures of him up, you know, like at a funeral, except all they are is just, you know, empty suits because <laughs> he's <laughs> invisible. <laughs> no one makes a mention of him. It's just, it's just so spot on. And some of the new characters this year are are great. It's just, oh, the tone is perfect. I'm I'm really loving it, and it is, <laughs> it is dark. There's some, there's some over the top sudden gore, which is fantastic. Which like made my wife physically repulsed. She recoiled backwards from the television when it happened. Season one was good for that too. Uh, Billy Butcher is uh, kind of a hard ass. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Carl Urban, man, who was also in the Judge Dredd remake a couple of years ago. Like, I, I just love that guy's stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty great. So, you know, the reason that I haven't watched this yet is because I've been getting caught up on Cobra Kai. Have you seen this? Is this any good? Oh, fuck, is it good? Really? It's so good. Yes, it is so just wonderfully realized it's a twist on the story and i I don't want to spoil very much only that we watched the first season and then we went back and watched karate kid again because like every actor is in it in addition to ralph macchio and uh william zabka who plays uh johnny lawrence the the enemy from the first film uh like ralph macchio's mother is the same mom from the original movie and there's other characters that are back. It is just too cool and too funny. 
Like there's there's one part I'm gonna spoil. If you don't want to hear this, you can stop listening for 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so you know, Mr. Miyagi did the when Daniel San got hurt, he slapped his hands together, rubbed them together, and like did this hands-on healing thing. Mm-hmm. So of course there's this kung fu ch- uh, championship in this too, and so Daniel is training this new guy. And the guy gets hurt, and so he does the same. He's like, okay, well, let's see. He slaps his hand together and rubs them together, and then goes, medic! (laughs) 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 Which is just like, you know, because everybody always thought, that's bullshit, right? You can't do it. And and just to to sort of wink and nod at that is just like one example. The writing is super sharp and super funny, and it's all character-based because you know the characters from before. And just super fun. So we watched the first season. Uh, we watched Karate Kid, the film, and then now we're uh, just dipping into season two. It's all on Netflix now. Originally, it was on YouTube Red, which only like five people actually subscribe to that. But Right. That's still a thing? Huh. Uh, I don't know if it is still a thing, but now Netflix has it, and everybody can watch it easily since they're already paying a subscription for that anyway. So absolutely check out Cobra Kai. It's so goddamn much fun. So it's funny. Okay. I, based on what I saw, I thought, oh, this looks like it's terrible. <laughs> no, it, it's not terrible at all. All right. I will give it a shot. What else? Uh, a little little video game gaming. I've been playing Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which if you played Super Hot, uh, if you own Super Hot, you got it for free. If you don't own Super Hot, what are you doing? The idea is that time moves only really when you're moving. So it's first-person shooter, but it only moves at the pace that, that you're pushing yourself forward. And it's it's just a wonderfully conceived piece of uh, of gaming. It's uh, kind of a shoot-em-up, kind of a slash-em-up, but very, very uh, stylized. You, you played Super Hot, right? No, I have not. Oh, wow. That's very surprising to me. Well, you ought to play it, and then when you're done playing that, get Mind Control Delete. It's yeah, the sequel. A little bit behind on my gaming. I haven't even gotten to the new DLC uh, for Borderlands, which I think you pointed out uh, last episode, because I was still working on The Last of Us 2, which I finally finished on Sunday. Holy shit. Was that a soul-crushing experience? That does not sound like fun. Fuck, man. It, my heart hurt by the time I ended that game. I mean, it was touching and poignant and brutal and violent. And, <laughs> like, I don't know, the end of it, you end up killing more humans than zombies, which in a way, you know, violence never really takes a toll on me in these games, but it really did in this one. So Wow. Just kind of fucked. But the, the, one of the amazing things about it is that I I might have mentioned Seattle, you spend a lot of the time in a post-apocalyptic version of Seattle where, uh, like, you get down to about 7th Street and everything after that is underwater, and so you're taking a boat through the streets of Seattle. That was super fun. And there's a lot of really cool investigation of downtown that's like, you know, 30 miles away from where I'm sitting right now in this game, and I I really enjoyed that. I have a feeling I'm going to be revisiting that environment in my dreams. It's just so really well realized and very, very cool. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. And the I gameplay mean, was, was fun despite yeah, yeah, your, it's, your it's, heartbreak? It's, yeah, stealth, you know, stealth kill horror. 
So you're you're trying to sneak by zombies and kill them, and they're increasingly badass. And uh, you know, there's you can try to get through the game without killing anybody, but it seems like every time I'll go like through this whole area, like the first floor of a hospital, and I won't have killed anyone. And I'm like doing great. I'm almost to the door, and then I open the door, and it like screech, wah, 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 and everybody runs over, <laughs> and starts shooting at me, and I have to murder like nine people. And it's just like, God damn it, I was almost there. You guys, if you just ignored me, you'd all still be alive right now. But they just never learn. They never learn. Never do. But yeah, um, between the two, top five games of all time. I mean, really wonderful. Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a special piece of work. Interesting. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> super hot. Nothing like that. <laughs> sure. It's about this deep. <laughs> what else? I uh, I watched an old BBC series. Wait, come back. Don't don't go away. And I'm feeling quite randy. And I'm feeling randy. Wait for it. It's gonna happen. The Bone Bat Comedy of Errors. Proper British sex, people. You need That's to come right, watch rabbit. this short during the Comedy Forest Film Festival. Then you'll yes. get our inside jokes. So, uh, Crashing. Yes, Crashing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Before she did Fleabag. And before she did... Uh, Killing Eve. Killing Eve, yeah. Yeah, she did this. It was much more Fleabag than it was Killing Eve. If you like Fleabag, you will like this. It's, uh, it's a lot funnier. It's not as sad, but it does have her signature complicated relationships thing. It's just like a six-episode sitcom about these... Young, hip people in England who are crashing at this old hospital. It's just like a the shittiest place you could possibly live, and uh, romance and hijinks ensue. Each episode's maybe half hour long. Super lightweight, fun stuff. If you like her, you'll like this. She's in it too. She doesn't just write it; she acts. So I watched that, and then I also watched, kind of on the opposite side, I watched The Great. Did I talk about that last episode? Is that Which about is a, that metal thing that's in the sidewalk? It is not about, it's spelled differently. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is about Catherine the Great, not one of the other greats. Certainly not sidewalk greats. And it's a uh, historically inaccurate uh, black comedy based on a play, I guess. But it's it's very, very modern in its take. It's a lot more funny than history itself. And it, it's about her rise to power from this uh, wife that was supposed to be non-threatening and non-factor for Peter as he tries to step out of the shadow of his father, Peter the Great, uh, as she becomes Catherine the Great. And he becomes a hilarious footnote in history. Check it out. The Great. It's a little bit gory. It's a lot funny. It's a little bit crude. Uh, yeah, you'll like it. Hulu, right? I believe so, yes. And then I read an actual book with words. I know. August Cole and P.W. Singer wrote Ghost Fleet, and they wrote it maybe five years ago. Have you read that? No, I have not. It's it's a Tom Clancy-style, you know, war book, but... One of the guys, and I honestly don't remember which one, is uh, intelligence and defense consultant. And he basically said, all right, what is the most nightmarish scenario you can think of? And he went to all these generals and military minds. And the idea is our armed forces 
have a lot of dependence on a very small number of very expensive high-tech things. We don't Zerg rush, right? Mm -hmm. We're much more Protoss. What happens if those few high-tech things, our satellite system, for example, the GPS, are suddenly taken away from us uh, in the first shots of a war? The first shots of the war, you wouldn't even know we're fired. And, uh, And we're fighting the Chinese, with whom we have a lot of dependence on for all of our high-tech gizmos. And it's just a cool, it's just a cool book in the, I keep comparing it to Tom Clancy, but it is like one of those old-school Tom Clancy-type books. So if you want to uh, you want to read something like that, check it out. Action yeah. and espionage? Yeah, action and espionage. That's exactly what it is. Cool. And, of course, you've got the, you know, they... They go after Hawaii, so you've got the lone Marine on Hawaii who's trying to lead the insurrection and, and fight them off. And then you've got the high-tech aircraft carriers and you know, the, the whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle, if you will. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Hmm. My voice is a little hoarse because I've been in a fire. <laughs> you've been breathing smoke for yeah. the last... However many days. I don't um, even know. I was know, literally of, in a fire last week, like stomping out flames. So, uh, ironically and, enough, I'm actually reading a book called Firepower right now. Yeah, don't stomp on it. It's uh, by uh, Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame, and uh, Chris Samney is the artist. And uh, it's essentially like a kung fu type thing. I'm only about two issues into it so far, but uh, it's pretty fun. And, uh, you know, since I'm kind of digging on Cobra Kai, the timing is good. So I'm jumping around the house uh, trying to fly and kick people and stuff like that. So. You know, if you do the, the crane technique, there is no defense. I hear that. That's I what they that say. Very recently. <laughs> I bet you have. So, uh, yeah, it's a fun read. I guess uh, the, the there's a graphic novel that sort of lays out the series and you find out how the hero got where he is. And then the regular series has started in issue form. So you can get that. Or I think the uh, first vol- the second volume will be out in January. So you could pick that up if you uh, wanted to just follow up that way. And, of right course, on. comiXology and all that good stuff. It's available digitally. Yeah, do you read your comics digitally or are you still doing the paper thing? Not too many. I mean, if I can't find stuff... I will, but uh, my comic book store closed, uh, Corner Comics in Kirkland, who was a longtime sponsor of the film festival. Unfortunately, uh, this year, along with uh, its sister company, Comics Dungeon in Seattle, so I'm uh, sort of comicless right now. Uh, uh, By my work, there are subspace comics, and I pop in there every once in a while, so probably uh, I will move my box over there and still get the four or five issues i'm getting monthly but uh it's pretty limited nowadays i'm still looking i was able to pick up uh two of that chew crossover uh, issues two and three but i haven't been able to get issue number one yeah you kind of need one to start the whole thing yeah off. so i'm i'm still looking for that if you see i hear copy, they're gonna repaint they're going to uh reprint it yeah so if you see a copy though you're a local one send it to me man. yeah you got it and that's all i've got anyway how about you well that's all i've got all right well, why don't we listen to one more tune All right, let's do it.
Hey, this is Tad, and you're listening to The Bone Bat Show. All right, that last tune was Lava, the opening cut from 2015's Brothers of the Sonic Cloth, which also can be found through taddoyle.com. I hope you enjoyed the music of Tad this episode. Uh, thanks to Tad for joining us on the show. Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 if you want to call. It's been a while since we had a call. Yeah. Are, are, you, like, that are number, you guys still out there? I wonder that if that number work? still works. <laughs> I should check that. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, might want to check that I out. look into that. Anyway, uh, I've got new content on bonehand.com. Every once in a while, it's also the home of the heavy half hour. And you can find my stuff, mightywombat.com. Cartoons! Cartoons every week, more or less, and the occasional goofy uh, design that becomes a sticker that you can buy as a sticker or a t-shirt. It's true. Weird thing just happened. I had a stockpile of stickers, and I sent them north to you to give to folks that are attending our film festival. don't know why I'm talking like I've been hitting the head. And not long after I sent them up, I got an order. I never updated my Etsy store, and someone bought one of the stickers. Okay, and so I had to like you? go through all of my things, and I found that I still had one left in the house, and I sent it to the guy. I was that close. Oh, no, that you close. Just send me the address, and I'll mail it out. Yeah, I already. S- I sent my. We'll make my it one. right. Yeah, I, I figured we're we pretty could good at that. Figure right something right. out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, now, if you want one of those, you got to go to our film festival. It's the only way to do it. That's it. Oh, shoot, I, for, I forgot to mention the swag pickup event for the Comedy of Horrors is happening at Mac and Jack's Brewery in Redmond on September 26th. It's a Saturday between 2 and 4 p.m. So if you show up there, uh, if you were one of the Kickstarter backers, maybe you've got a T-shirt, maybe you've got uh, an enormous package, swing on by. Uh, we will set you up in a mass, socially distanced fashion with your swag and we'll be having a prize drawing as well so you can maybe pick up a board game from zulu's games a book from fanographics or dark horse uh, the odds are really great because we've only got like 70 backers who are local so we've got roughly that many prizes everybody's gonna walk away with something so you we will make it worth your time if you make your way to redmond and mac and jacks for this event additionally mac and jacks is giving a portion of every growler away to a charity so it's a win-win if you happen to come by get your swag and buy a growler of delicious beer to go yeah do it there's a i don't see nothing not to like about that right no there's nothing not to like and i pretty much hate everything (laughs) it's true it's funny because it's true. It's That's true because it's funny. Anyway, back to our usual bullshit. I am Bonehand on Twitter and uh, Instagram. You can also find Bonebat in both of those places. Bonebat Show on Instagram. Bonebat on Twitter where we are posting the trailer of the day as well as on the Facebook event page. So you want to keep an eye out there. Every weekday between now and the festival or until we run out of them, uh, you will get another trailer of what to expect from this year's festival. It's going to be a great time, folks. I'm telling you, get your tickets now. Bye now. Supplies are extremely limited. They are. Supplies, supplies are not actually limited. <laughs> it's online. 
We can just make more pixels. Which is, yeah, it's there's fine. a lot of pixels. It's all but good. you should still buy now. But there might be a rolling brownout that day if Gordon has anything to say about if it. I, so yeah, get your tickets no early. Kidding. <laughs> if you don't want to wait for the Bone Bat Film Festival to get your shorts fixed, what you might want to do is check out the Seattle Crypticon Film Festival, which will be taking place September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Uh, for 15 bucks, you can get access to all of the shorts blocks that have been programmed by my good friend Eric over there at Crypticon. And uh, there are many great shorts that you do not want to miss. So again, check that out at CrypticonSeattle.com. All right. Uh, what else? I guess that's about it. I that's think really it. Now. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. One last song this week, Gord, from yeah? Thomas Andrew Doyle. Why don't we listen to the epic title cut? from The Gift of Suffering. I love this one. It's a good one. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. Yeah, I do have a good one.
You know, we've got the plague, but at least we don't have murder hornets. Oh, fuck. Now we've got murder hornets. Well, at least we're not on fire. Oh, wait. I spoke too soon. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Everything's on fire.